1: Okay, welcome to the special audio podcast version of the Buffalo Plus podcast presented by Connors and Ferris, Mike Catalana, Dan Fates. I am Jenna Cottrell. Training camp is over. Our takeaways on the offense and the defense. We'll even break down uh, a prominent wide receiver and his recruitment by Vaughn Miller, what that says about the Bills. And then we'll also do some camp superlatives. Best personality, maybe some best hair, most improved. We'll break it all down. Let's have some fun, though, Mike. Let's start with some of those superlatives. And why don't, why don't we do uh, a guy, or not a guy. We'll start fun. Let's do let's do best hair.
2: All right. Well, obviously, you came to me first for best hair, so that's good. <laughs> uh, I'm giving it to a unit, the entire unit of Tight End. And we okay. were at camp, and I'm standing there looking. Look, somebody like me who is... At times, you could say follically challenged, not all the way. <laughs> and never I that. look at Dawson Knox, and it's that curly, long hair that he's like, you know, he even talks about how he conditions it and all those things because he's, you know, he joked yeah. about McDermott yeah. being bald and all that. Oh, Then I look next to him. They're all standing there away from us. And you got Tommy Sweeney <laughs> next Tommy. to him. He's got the slicked back sort yeah, of. Yeah, the longer know, hair. Right. And then taller, and next to him, because they kind of go up in height, yeah. is OJ Howard, who's got the cool look and a little bit of the dreads. And I'm like, wow. That is a great That's a solid, hair yeah. group. Yeah. You'd say hair bands in the old days. Yes. That's a hair Ooh. position group right oh, here.
1: Okay, I want to add a little tidbit because a couple seasons ago we used to do this segment called Jenna Wants to Know, which was a terrible name segment. But we used- <laughs> I like it. That <laughs> it was-, was a wild segment.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I remember would, that. Would, because you guys that was at home- early
1: <laughs> Buffalo Plus
3: YouTube. Yeah. yeah. The
2: people yeah. at home don't know some of the things Jenna actually wanted to know.
1: Yeah. I mean, what's your take on long walks? Uh, No. (laughs) So we talked to Dawson Knox, and he talked about his hair. He talked the conditioning products. But his rookie year, he had to straighten his hair. Because as a, as a rookie, and Shaq Lawson didn't know that he had to do it as a rookie. So Shaq was trying to compliment on him. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and Dawson says to this day he looks like Lord Farquaad from Shrek, <laughs> which
2: is just an unreal. Very <laughs> self aware on his part. He's phenomenal, yes.
1: but he's like the worst part was when Shaq complimented me because he thought I was being serious, which that's just that's that's a good teammate on Shaq's part.
3: Yeah, like, it's just phenomenal. I, like, I really can't disagree more. The linebackers also. Yeah. Braylon Spector, a rookie, very long hair. I saw him at uh, Tyrell Dodson's Best Buddies uh, event. He was there. Um, not a guy that I think anybody knows, but he's got the flow out the okay. back of the helmet as well.
1: I like Chad Hall, the wide um, receivers yeah. coach. Cole Beasley? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they
3: do look very similar, actually.
1: But he's always got his hair up. The cap is always backwards. Ken Dorsey today at camp, backwards hat kind of guy. Yeah. I don't know. I wasn't expecting that.
2: Yeah, a very different personalities between those two. Very different in every way. I mean, one guy is a giant, and the other guy is not. And but we always oh doorbell. No, it's actually my computer, <laughs> Dan's computer. Uh, but the other part about it is we, Jenna. You mentioned it. Does anybody love their job more than Chad no. Hall loves his job? No,
1: he's he gets so jazzed up. You can see. He even talked about how Isaiah McKenzie is like. His child. (laughs) But you can tell how into it. I mean, he gets to work with a very talented group as well.
3: Oh, we didn't talk about finishing up the hair. What about Von Miller and the triangle? Oh, yeah. On the back of his head. I don't
1: I want to ask. Yeah, I don't know.
3: Now, again, he's also a guy. I'm sure it's it's some fashion that we don't understand as like he has diamonds surgically implanted into his teeth.
1: Wow. I did not know that. Yes. Three of them. That's so. That is, wow. That is so much money. I can't even imagine. That's <laughs> that's, that's, that's what, cool. That's a flex. That's when
3: you officially don't know what to do with your money. Yeah, you know, like yeah. Put some diamonds like, well, in your teeth. The yeah. House. I got the boat. I got the
2: car. Diamonds in the teeth. It I would love to, to so
1: see best. you with diamonds <laughs> in your teeth, Mike. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's for next
2: year. Okay, after the Super Bowl. All
1: right. Most popular, not named Josh Allen.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, I'll let Dan start with this one.
1: Okay.
3: Well, you always kind of try and rate it off of how loud the crowd is based on when players walk out. Yeah. Um, because I want to use this guy for somewhere else. I'll say Von Miller. And I mean, we talked about him, but he and I think Von embraced it so much. He even complimented at one of his press conferences, complimented us yeah. for the phenomenal job that we do. Yeah. Von knows how to play the game. He is really smart, thoughtful answers. Yeah. Um, charismatic. Everything you would want in it's crazy to think that like Denver, I understand they made decisions, but like he is a, a face of a franchise kind of guy. Yeah, the way his presence, his popularity, his personality all of those things, and it has been kind of a perfect blending here in Buffalo.
1: I am just he's very calm. That is something that I just – I I wasn't maybe expecting or didn't know. He's got two of those. Yeah, two I rings. think when you have a Super Bowl rings, uh, yeah. you, you can be a little bit more calm. But I just feel like his demeanor is – even signing autographs, he's very methodical. Like, yeah. it just seems very peaceful almost. Yeah. I don't even know. But he, he – no- look, he's been playing this game a long time. He's been successful at this game for a long time. You can tell how dialed in he is about everything. But that was just not something I was – you know, yeah. I, I – I guess I preconceived notion I didn't have that in mind. So
2: there's a few guys I was going to mention. You talk about loudness, and it's loud, surprisingly loud for Gabe Davis. He's really moved up. Uh, Dawson Knox gets a lot of the same thing. But the reaction to those guys, we're talking about when they come in, when they leave for autographs. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. People react differently to Stefan Diggs. Yeah, There is a palpable excitement. They're like, and I think because Diggs – also reacts to the fans. Sometimes he stops, he looks, he'll fake walking past them yeah. and come back. He's very playful in that way. Uh, he signed a lot. It, it didn't I mean, Allen signed a crazy amount of autographs, and they all, a lot of them did. Diggs's signings were usually an adventure, and he, was, he signed for a lot of people. He did. And so, you know, he was good. But I watched the way people react to him. And maybe it's, you know, he is not a large guy. No. So you seem he's he comes out and he's a star. Yeah. That's what I was saying is. And and I'll add one other thing and it's a shame we didn't get to see it. But I think Trey White would have been a big oh, He's hit. there at camp, but he's over rehabbing. Yeah. He's not really doing that. I think fans would have showered him with excitement well, when they saw him. his personality yeah. is
1: amazing.
3: There's a lot of Ed Oliver jerseys. Yeah. I was surprised he's, by, he's by that. He's also quite I think I saw more Eds than Trey's, which I thought was a little surprising. Yeah. You saw saw a lot of Diggs. You saw a lot of Allen. And then I saw a whole lot of Ed Oliver jerseys.
1: I also saw a lot of Poyer jerseys. Yes. Which, I mean, he's obviously been a guy around the team for a long time, successful all pro-po. But that was someone who sometimes I feel like, you know, you see the Allens and the Diggs and you're like, huh, okay. But, Yeah. yeah.
2: By the way, while we're talking jerseys, I want to know your opinion on something. I'm, I'm not a Jersey guy. I'm a Jersey guy, well, but I'm funny, not a, yeah. wearing a Jersey guy. I have a Bills jersey that the team gave me back when they changed their uniforms. Uh, and it must have been the 11th season. I'm trying to remember. But they gave me this jersey. It has my name on the back with the number 11. Hmm. Okay? So I gave it to my stepdaughter. Yeah. And she wears it around. I told her, just get something and make it a 17. You're <laughs> way better <laughs> off. Yes. Because 11... Yeah. Eleven is uh Roscoe Parish is Roscoe Parish Scott cripple. Norwood, Rob Johnson, like it's not a Bled great number.
3: Bledsoe.
2: Bledsoe. Yeah. It's like
3: Yeah, yeah. Not a great number.
2: Yeah, man, that's just drawing a blank. Uh, with those bad uniforms. But I so mean. it says that should she just put little yeah. just, just one little bit yeah. Yeah, make it a seventeen,
3: join everybody else.
1: Yeah. That's kinda cool. I didn't yeah. know that.
3: Matt Bove yeah. asked me earlier this training camp. Obviously, we've talked about it before. We're not necessarily Bills fans. We cover the team, all, all of those things. Yeah. We have other teams that we were fans of before growing that. But he said if you had to get a Bills jersey, what would it be? Ooh. Well, I know mine. Well, I, I, we, I think we have the same one. Who would I'm you do? Isaiah, Isaiah McKenzie. McKenzie. Oh, my gosh, yeah. It's, it's actually too small for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> or, like, you'd always try and get, like, like, i get, like, a Reed Ferguson jersey. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, like, like the, I would be I, yeah. that guy. Like, it's, I, I wouldn't want an Allen or a Diggs No, like A no. popular guy. You, yeah. You'd get the jersey that when somebody walks by you, you'd go, huh. Cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, like, the yeah. I like, get it, bro. It's yeah. It's like, don't go to the, you know, you don't cheer for the, the the hits of the dave matthews band it's like oh my favorite dave matthews song it's the one of the deep tracks the yeah. deep cuts like that's what it's yeah. Yeah. yeah in yeah. the old days it would have been the b-side of yes. the record for me. <laughs> yes the oh i know all, the yeah yeah
2: i used to see him in the clubs before he made it big <laughs>
1: yeah. i would say maybe trey white just because he's he's so funny and like i love when he has like the uh like when he had the call sheet and what, what was it it was against the colts right was it that the Colts game when it fell in, when, it when he played and he and pretended did. to read it and yeah. just like yeah. all that I love that yeah. um, most likely to succeed.
2: Well, I think we were looking at this as look, I'm not saying Josh Allen or Stefan Diggs, people like that. I think it's the guy who is making that step, and we're seeing him in another place. And there's a few guys that I think fit that, mm-hmm. um, but I'm going to go with a guy you already talked about, Ned Oliver. Yeah. Because I'm looking at him and saying, Look, Von Miller is the most accomplished guy and I think he's going to be great for this defense. But I think Ed's got a chance to be an all pro player this year. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you guys at home you listen, you know there's a difference between Pro Bowl and All Pro. Oh yeah. All pro is you're voted in as one of the best players. It's not nine guys drop out, like none of that matters. It's not about playing in a game. It's the best players in the entire league. I think he has that kind of ability and I think with the help around him. And w- the way he has played, Jenna, you guys have both mentioned it multiple times. Yeah. And yeah, he's been a superstar in camp. I
1: feel like every big player, like, oh, and there's Ed. Like, yeah. he's just constantly in the backfield. Constantly
2: Yeah, I said he should be named a running back. He's back there so much. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think I will go with Gabriel Davis. Or as Gabby, as Micah Hyde, we learned at Love practice the on Thursday. Like he's the a chirper. chirper, Gabby. He talks. Ga- I'm no, going mean, to call you defense. Gabby. Yes, <laughs> yeah. But Gabby, yeah. Yeah. Chirping. Yeah. Yeah. I think he is someone I would not expect for that to be the case, but you know, sneaky snarky. How about that? Oh, Oh, that's, I like that. That's pretty good.
3: I'll go. I, I like Gabe Davis. I, I think he was Mike. I think we talked about it in the Buffalo plus YouTube channel and some of our post-practice recaps that he was, if you were just learning football today, and you watched a practice or watch training camp, you would say that number 13 was the best wide receiver um, because that is just the confidence, the aura that, that he has portrayed at camp. And maybe that's partly because we know what Stephon Diggs can do. We're still trying to see what Gabriel Davis can do. But I, I'm going to say with, like, most likely to succeed is a guy that can fly under the radar against some teams. Like, I, I think Gabe Davis, as we know, he's going to be targeted. That's I, fair, I, I yeah. think he people are going to know and Gabe Davis is going to get attention. I don't think Isaiah McKenzie is going to get a, a, a lot of attention in this offense. And I think that's that's the same spot where Davis thrived in in previous years Yeah, where it's like okay, we got to slow down Diggs. Now this year we're going to stop, stop Davis. You got to worry about Dawson Knox who has emerged as that, you know, a seam threat and then you're like okay, and then it's like you can't cover everybody and I just can see him getting getting loose, finding space the way that he's evolved. I think in this offense they're going to use him more than they ever have. Uh, I think he's earned that slot receiver. I think he started camp strong, finished camp strong. I think he's the one that I think will that this time next year will be going. Man, Isaiah's off a, you know coming off a career year and is you know poised.
1: And again, Josh Allen was asked in his press conference who is a guy that has stood out to you, and he said Isaiah McKenzie. He he said the fact that. You know, they've had some time together, obviously, but he just has seen a more expanded role for him. He trusts him. He just is a guy that's been able to take that, you know, and, and continue to grow. And we talked about it on the other on one of our other videos just about, you know, the, the ceiling for Isaiah is so high. Um, but yeah, I think he's going to be someone really fun to watch out for this year, because like you said, Dan, I think people outside teams probably aren't expecting for him to have a big role but i think the bills are anticipating that this year will be a a different type of feel for him yeah
2: um i i joke about the fantasy stuff because it does show at least where you think the guy's going to be on a week-to-week basis Mm -hmm. and i was listening to one of the fantasy shows just and i i'm in a league where i'm the only one from here oh everybody's from jersey and philly yeah and uh
1: Jersey guy. I am uh,
2: – yes, I am, uh, I am definitely taking Isaiah late in my draft. And I heard one of the – it wasn't Matthew Barry, but it was another big fantasy guy around the NFL. He's like, watch for Isaiah McKenzie when you're grabbing a guy late. And the yeah. only reason I say is that who would have thought that before? He never really put up stats. Yeah. That New England game not only opened eyes around – it opened that eyes was in a the wild building, game, right? yeah. I mean, he was – I mean, Josh was Josh, but he was the second best player on the field that day. Yeah. Right? So, I think at Dan's point, like, when they're looking at everybody else, Isaiah's going to have to prove more on the field before he gets the extra attention. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But I got to say this, though. We were there the last few days at camp. Jameson Crowder's going to be on the field, too. Yeah. You know, they're going to be – and that's the thing for Ken Dorsey to be finding roles for these guys to mix things up a little bit. Only one ball. Yeah, but Isaiah can – can do multiple things too. So yeah. he's still going to get the the reverses or the shovel passes or, you know, what do they call it? Um, uh, why do we? Why am I drawing a blank? The the, the reverse. Jet sweeps. Jet sweeps. Jet that, sweeps. that was yeah. the one. Jet sweeps that he does. I think he's still going to get those. But I think he's going to be, and you said it, Jenna, Josh is going to be looking for him.
1: Yeah. All right. Most improved is the next category. I think this is, there's two guys that come to mind. One of which being Tommy Sweeney. Uh, Tommy. Because he was out for a season after developing myocarditis, a heart condition. And he's kind of been someone that the Bills have had on their roster for a couple of years, but like never really has had a chance to shine. Obviously, they drafted Dawson Knox. But he's made some really nice catches at camp that you're like... And even uh, earlier in the week, like he had the touchdown catch and all of the guys running up to him after how excited they were for him. He's someone that needs to show something, but I feel like we've seen something different from him in camp in terms of just some of those flashy catches where you're like, oh wow, that was that was
2: pretty nice. yeah, Dan and I have talked about it. like he can make the catches because you're not going to get many balls and you
3: got to be able to block yeah. and Dan, compared to O.J Howard's training camp <clears throat> yeah, I think O.J Howard I mean if we if we talk about stock up stock down after you know two weeks of training camp, OJ Howard stocks pretty low um, yeah. Yeah. will it climb maybe? Yeah. But for the mountain of a man that he is, the thought of wow, look at what he can bring to these two tight end sets has not been there. So and again, we've kind of talked about Tommy Sweeney, sorry, Tommy Sweeney being (laughs) kind of a an afterthought, a forgotten man. Yeah. Part of the reason because of myocarditis, part of the reason is that, but it's also just all of a sudden you kind of forgot about him and all of a sudden he makes a couple big plays. Yeah. You know, impressive catches, and you go Oh yeah, remember him? Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah, I forgot about him. They drafted him. They they yeah. You know, they, they sixth round pick out of Boston College. Um so it's another guy that, you know, I think he's had moments. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Who you got for most improved? I wanted to I do got, more
1: fringe guys, that's why. Yeah,
3: well, I, I've got
2: a guy and I'm gonna Ooh. say Saran Neal. Oh, that's back. a good and one. And I watch him again. Now look, we're getting a little thrown off with the corners. You've got, you know, Dane Jackson mixing in and uh and certainly, obviously, with the number one pick, Kyrie Elam, Kyrie Elam too. But I know, names. <laughs> um, but I noticed them lining him up on the outside, and maybe I just didn't notice it as much before. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of talk. I mean, his physical gifts are there. He's a great special teams player. He can play that big nickel position. But I've seen him a lot line up more on the outside, and I think they're looking to see if he can give them any of that. We don't know what they're going to do, Dan at corner. Mm-hmm. Like, we keep talking about Trey coming back, and it all seems to be trending right, but, you know, the clock is ticking as to where he's going to be. Are they in the market for a veteran if they needed one? But I think they want to see guys do multiple things, and what I've seen out of him is a guy who's – Maybe not blessed with the greatest instincts on the field, but he's getting better and better at what he does, and the physical ability just comes through.
3: Yeah, it, it's tough when I, I I think about some of these most improved. It's like, is it from last year or is it yeah. from the beginning, the of, ca- of yeah. training camp? Yeah. Because I think there are some, there are yeah. some rookies that I think uh, I think I like James Cook has 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 improved over the the days at, at training camp, but. I don't know where, you how you have seen him in a game. Yeah. Yeah. So like I said, and I, I've talked about him before. I, I like the way that Dane Jackson played. Uh, I think that he's a guy that a lot of focus was on Kair and what he was doing, obviously being a first, the first round pick, but I really think Dane's had a quiet, good camp and, yeah. and quiet in the sense of, I think we talked about it after one, one of the practices that if you're a corner and you're not being noticed, that's a, that's a good thing, you know, because you're not getting beat. I know Stephon Diggs turned him inside out on a route, and he made a one-handed catch over him. That happens. Yeah, Stephon Diggs does that to the best corners in the league. So that doesn't work. And I know there's another ball that, that people will say, like, well, this play, he got burned on this play. Another ball that went to Gabe Davis that I know the Bills tweeted out. It's great coverage. It's a better throw, and it's a better catch. Like, you can't always say, like, well, the guy caught the ball on him. That's bad play. I, I I don't think that's the case with corners, especially at training camp. So I think Dane again has just stayed steady.
2: Yeah, I, I'm with you I on agree. that, and they're gonna need and they need him again because we don't know yeah. where we're gonna be. We don't know where we're gonna be corner wise, and you know Micah Hyde was talking today, just like he talks about Trey coming back. Asked about Jordan Poyer, He's, I'm not worried about him. I don't think anybody's worried about Poyer working to get back. Yeah, but you want to see him on the field. You got to get him out there because I think these corners we're talking about boy need those this is where these two safeties are huge huge for them and not to go off on a tangent but I'm still really curious what happens with Poyer and the contract at what point maybe it's after cuts maybe it's after the roster is set you know there's always those moves I don't know but at some point I think they're giving him some more money
1: yeah I mean at some point yes I I feel like that's got to be the case uh Isaiah Hodgins where do you guys fall on him I've noticed him more
2: the last few days. Yeah. I think the he's a forgotten guy. Okay. He's made a few catches, but I think the depth on this wide receiver room with some of the young guys, mm. especially a draft pick, you know, like Shakir, I don't think there's a place for him on the roster.
3: So he flashed at times, and I remember talking after practice, I'm like, wow, Isaiah Hodgins, and you guys all made fun of me. I, I gave him the the backhanded complimenter. I made my comment they, about that Isaiah. it wasn't
2: a surprise that he caught it. That he oh, caught ball,
3: that you was, roasted him and that he was stunned that he that He caught the ball. And then today they're doing second team drills um, where the defense doesn't can't do anything. They can't play defense. They're literally just there to walk down the field. And Isaiah Hodgins was wide open and the ball bounces right off his hands. And like the, it was so open that the crowd had the audible, like, Oh, <laughs> like, and I just went, that's Isaiah Hodgins. Like the catch that he made was wow. Who was that guy? That was the real Isaiah Hodgins. His best camp he's had so far yeah. since since being in Buffalo. He was injured. Yeah, the COVID. All of these things. He he just hadn't sparked enough for me to be this this me thinking he's going to be anything.
1: Yeah, I think that's fair.
2: And it's a tough room to break into. Well,
1: that yeah, that's, yeah, that's a very good,
2: especially point. if they you know.
1: Well, let's Do talk about else. the offense because... Oh,
3: good tease, Mike. Yeah, how about
1: that? Wow. Well.
2: Checking Von Miller's Instagram, seeing what he's up to.
3: <laughs> Tweeting about her. Tweeting tweetin', tweetin about You're somebody. Tweet,
1: and um, so we didn't expect to see the offense kind of struggle like we have seen them in camp. Um, now, Josh Allen had a couple really nice days and such, but Mike, I mean, are you... We we talked about before. Where is your concern level?
2: I don't think it's at a concern level. I think I'm a little, I would say, you know, like a parent, uh, I'm a little disappointed. (laughs) I'm a little disappointed because, you know, I remember asking a friend of mine who's involved with the Patriots once, I go, I've seen so much bad quarterback play in my time in Buffalo. Like, what are your practices like? And he was like, the ball barely touches the ground. Wow. Because Tommy, could you know and they just efficiently and they move the ball and that's Josh I mean Josh Allen is a superior passer great player I'm not pinning this on Josh but you know it almost got to the point Dan for a while we would talk and say well there was a bad pass we know it wasn't 17 yeah and he had some and I'm not I'm not saying Josh is the problem the o line has been off now they're getting the guys back so we're catching them as camp in Rochester ends is when they're probably they got their five and they'll work him in there a little bit more, but they've been a little off. And you know, he's dealing with the new coordinator and what he likes about it. I know Dan liked one of the things that he said today. Mm. Go ahead. What did he say today about the coordinator?
3: Well, this is—I mean, this is a new audio podcast, but it's continue that this is a Brian Dable Stan account, <laughs> per usual, like my Twitter page. Um, and it's the fact that you know Josh was talked about where is come you know where where is the level of connection with Ken Dorsey, and he said. Well it comes with time and he goes, I Josh Allen said, I trusted Dable with my life. And then there was a slight pause, and then he went, and I feel the same way about Dorsey too. Like <laughs> But it, but we both said. He probably while well, he had the relationship of three years with him in the room, it wasn't that level of where daves and and josh were it's different Uh, yeah it's different so he trusted that's not a knock at dorsey that's just the fact of how strong that relationship is
2: so he trusted dable with his life he trusts dorsey with his car and then eventually his dog and then eventually maybe his life and that is part of it though they're getting feeling out so there's been look josh handles all this pretty well we see moments of frustration he handles it all pretty well Um, But it has been with the O-line. It has been they are going against a really good defense on a daily basis that is highly motivated, as Micah High told us. I think they get way more out of these practices than they will a preseason game. Yep. The guys who've been around, they're so competitive. They love beating up the offense and then talking trash to them. So he's getting that every day. Um, So a little bit, I'm a little bit like, I want to see more. There's time for that. I don't know if we'll see it in the preseason, but there's time for there's time for them to get going because it's still, you know, Josh Allen and, and he's got a ton of talent around him. But I'm a little disappointed.
3: Yeah, I think it was funny trying to trying to remember this is the preseason because the last time we were covering this team so intently, it was playoff runs. It was every single game matters. And like like Devin Singletary had a nice run today. And I was like, I it's it's a rule. I will not talk about training camp runs. I won't tweet about didn't it. Didn't you just do it? <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like, I didn't do it. Like, I didn't tweet about you, it. Like, oh, so, so you while, can't tweet about it. So, like, it. Okay. While, I, while I'm sitting here being like, I really didn't like the offense that much at training camp. It's like, well, who cares? It's training camp. Like, like, terms like, second. It's like, what, what? we we know what this is going to be. Uh, I don't need to see it in the preseason. We saw it in the preseason last year. They were incredible for a half of football and then stunk for the first eight quarters of the season. So, well, every time you sit there and go, like, well, preseason really matters, and training him, uh, yeah. kind
1: of. I think it's in, it's as important as you make it. Does that make sense? Like, for sure. some of the rookie would, guys, absolutely rather, yeah, yeah, huge, yeah. necessary, needed. The older guys, yeah.
3: I would rather have the offense be looking better than what it is. Correct. But, 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 do, I, but am I, do I care? Eh, not really. No. When, when, they you, sp- when they kick it off in L.A.,
2: first game, none of that matters. And Jenna, you're right. For those guys who've never been, you know, we talked to some guys. It's funny. We talked to um, uh, Benford, the uh, Christian, Christian, Christian Benford. Benford, and he's like, you know, not focused on it. But you're going to be on an NFL field, and even in the preseason, it's going to feel more like regular football. And just to get your bearings on against another team and all this stuff. Well, Micah Hyde doesn't need that. Josh Allen doesn't need that, was, right? Yeah. So, so they're going to be. They're going to feel and have the need of this more than the guys who have been around. So to that point, as Hyde said, they they replicate it in practice. They get that feel, but but it is also, and this works for the offense too, it is controlled to avoid injury, which is really a good thing. And then when they're going to let it rip, that's when the regular season starts.
1: I love when Micah Hyde talked about when he was a rookie and his first preseason game and going up against Larry Fitzgerald. And he was like, oh, man, that's my welcome to the NFL moment. But now, I mean, he's been in the league. It's just, yeah, it's so different depending on your level of experience and how comfortable you feel. But
2: are you concerned uh, about the offense?
1: No, concern to me does seem too strong of a word. I would say I'm curious Oh, of, how, yeah. of how things, this, that's such a general way to describe it also. Yeah. <laughs> Dan's laughing right now. I'm curious how the how the, the kinks will be worked out because when you have so much talent out there, it, it, things will settle down, I think. But at the same point, it's something you, you wanted to see more success, I felt like, throughout the preseason or throughout this training camp. Josh Allen had a couple nice days, like we talked about. There were a couple really nice plays and catches and those things, but... You wanted to see, I would say, a little bit more consistency out of that. Yeah. Um, but that's not something that I am concerned about. I'm just right. I'm. And just, let's
2: face it, Allen's his own worst critic. We know this. This is the yeah. way he's been. It's not just lip service. Everybody says it. Teammates, coaches, everybody. If it's not going and he's worried about it, he's gonna he's gonna keep working towards it. And I think getting out of camp, as much as we all love it, I think will be good for Allen a little bit. He's he spends a lot of time being Josh Allen instead of being Josh Allen the quarterback. Yep. At least at camp, this way he can
1: focus, focus, settle in. I think it's yeah. good.
2: It was fine, but I think it's time. And for
1: you that. know how much players love routine. Yeah, you know, and the the quietness of the facility and all those yeah. things.
2: And then when they get him Odell Beckham Jr., they'll be fine.
3: Love it. You're out, fully in one thousand percent. There's smoke. You know, there's a lot of smoke going on. Obviously. Um, The last few days, Von Miller on his Instagram has been tagging Odell Beckham Jr. Saying, you know, this is football heaven was his one today as we're recording this on Thursday. And it's a picture of the two of them. Um, He had already had Odell in a Bills jersey, (laughs) already had him saying, you know, let's run it back. Um, To me, this is a this is a high reward, zero risk situation. Odell Beckham Jr. is not the guy that he was with the Giants. He is not the guy and the personality that he was with the Browns. You saw him fit in amongst other stars in with the Rams. Um, I, I, I don't think this would be a circus at all. I think he has shown that he still is not a top wide receiver, but you wouldn't be asking Odell to be, come in and be your top wide receiver. You're asking him to come in and be your 2B, your I... 2B wide receiver.
1: I think in him coming back from injury is actually in terms of team chemistry and all those things would be better too. Cause he's not expected to be a guy. And like you said, to be to be, he's not going to be taking over digs or anything mm-hmm. like that. And so what he can add, but also having that time to kind of get acquainted with the guys and the other, Oh, and the other, uh, camaraderie aspect. I think that would be huge.
3: I look at this as a move as what every year well-established locker rooms, teams that have veterans that that have been a part of the team that are Super Bowl contenders make going they, all in. They they, okay. they they bring a player in that they think can get them over the edge, and if you get him, he can't go to Kansas City and play against you.
2: Well, that is something, but I don't That's know. True. You know, I don't know if they make that for that reason, make that move. I don't think, but here's another. I'm gonna I'm gonna play a little bit of the devil's advocate here and say, you know, you also it is going to cost you some money. It's um. not real.
3: We we know the salary cap isn't real.
2: In the room is Jordan Poyer. Yeah, and he's been your guy for going on what is this? Uh, six years, 17, yep. 18, 19, yeah. 20, nineteen, yeah. twenty. Twenty-one. Six Sean's year. Sure. Yep. He's been your guy. You haven't come up with it yet, and you're going to – again, whatever you spend, I look at it just perception. We talk about when guys get paid what it does in the room. That's just a little bit. Not as much about the wide res- – first of all, I think Gabe Davis handles everything. I think he's handled every 100%. role. He's got patience. He knows he's good, and he knows I, – I, some people had mentioned to me, you're going to stun his growth. I don't think that's the case. Oh. I really don't think so, and I think – Beckham can do a lot of things they line him up in the slot like he plays yeah. a lot of ways he can be he's great in the red zone like he does those things but I think I don't think it would maybe it takes some numbers away but that's true of a lot of guys but I also think like if you're Jordan Poyer and you're sitting there yes you want help that's a good point. but are you going to spend money and not
1: that's why I keep thinking you know the messaging yeah
2: if again, I want to see it both happen. If it is really fake, pay him both because Jordan Poyer deserves to get more money. He Correct. does, yeah, he does, and he'll be fine and he'll be playing. So that's my only thing. Sometimes I think, and I don't know when this would happen because we don't know where he is physically. Can he pass a physical yet?
3: Right, we don't know if somebody else. Brought I think it up. it's
2: a plus if it's down the line.
3: That's well, I, what I was, I was saying. It. Can yeah. you sign him and put him on the pup, like immediately? Or does he? Yeah,
2: have, no. There's no rule, and a team can fail a guy on a physical. Like he doesn't. He, he I guess he would have to pass a physical. But I think you can sign a guy because he's injured.
3: I, I would imagine.
2: Yeah, let me tell you something. If, if, uh, the, if, if Aaron Rodgers the had hurt himself, Peyton yeah. Manning when his neck was right. Yeah. You know, no, so no, yeah. you can sign him. I don't think there's anything. He's a free agent. He can sign him. Like, it'd be nice to
3: stash him right in the pop. And be like, hey, we'll see you in. They should week, be
2: able to. I would think f- you'd be able to six or whatever because it was a, coming in from the off season. So and also, that's what LSU, I was saying.
3: Trey White, not only like we, oh. we know Vaughn, like with their their connection too from LSU. I, I just think it makes a lot yeah. of sense. And it's funny for as much as Vaughn's recruiting, Josh Allen, his presence of being on the offense is also recruiting oh, yeah. yeah. in Yeah, the Bills have that guy now. It
2: is just so different. Yeah. The Bills have that guy that any wide receiver will want to play for. Mm-hmm. I mean, when, when Josh's name gets mentioned, it's funny. I was thinking of this the other day. People laugh. Five years ago, they laughed for the wrong reason. Yeah.
1: They'd be like,
2: Josh Allen, and they'd show some pass that he airmailed at Wyoming. And they're like, yeah, this guy. Now they laugh like, oh, <laughs> they got Josh Allen. It's kind of funny how it's just gone from He's- from the guy who a lot of people thought, no chance overdrafted to comically good when he's at his best the last time we saw him he was that good so to dan's point any wide receiver would say i want to play with that guy it
1: just elevates everyone's game i mean josh allen is the nfl's twitter background yes like a buffalo qb right ascending to that in itself just says a lot yeah i think i agree with you guys i think it's almost I don't want to say it's better that OBJ is injured. I don't I don't mean that. I just mean like timeline-wise, I think he's someone that can grow with the team and not, you know, because some people were saying like chemistry-wise, would that throw things off? But I don't, I think it's different. I mean, I think obviously yeah. OBJ is at a different point in his career too. I'm with
3: Dan. I, I think he's, the Bills have handled everything that we thought would be a distraction. To derail, yeah. They handled, how about, how about Quinn Spain just disappearing overnight, okay? Like, like just vanishing and nothing can be done. How about Cole Beasley in the way that they handled the vaccine, like, like all the COVID stuff? Yeah. They handled it perfectly. How have they handled Jordan Boyer? Outside, amongst the media, they've handled it phenomenally. That is one thing that Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean have. Do some things still get out? Yeah. But it is a very tight building that they run in there, and I don't think... Bringing in OBJ is any kind of circus. All
2: right, I know we're going to wrap this up here in a second, but I want to add one name we didn't mention. When we I mentioned Poyer because of the money, and I mentioned you know Gabe Davis and what it does and all.
1: Stefan Diggs. What about him? I think he has ultimate say. Bringing in OBJ. Yeah, I think he's the one. Like they wouldn't have camp at Fisher if Allen didn't like it. They wouldn't bring in OBJ if Diggs didn't want it.
2: And I don't am not saying didn't want it, but like But if you had
1: reservations, I should say.
2: I, I don't know if they would go that far. I think it would be like I don't I'm not saying they have any kind of problem. I don't even know how well they would know each I mean these guys I'm just saying that he is the number one guy and OBJ's a big name. He's an unquestioned number one. Well guy. that's the thing, is I
3: think Diggs is secure enough as the guy. Right. But I think he also knows and from what everything we've heard with Diggs is wanting to win. Yeah. Even OBJ, he still carries that clout and that aura that he's Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah, And I think that they know that, hey, I'll take 15 less catches if that if he's the guy that gets us over the high Yeah,
2: because Diggs got paid. Diggs is paid. It always helps. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just curious because— The employer thing interesting. It's a good point. Yeah. It's big personality. But you can
3: find a bunch of money everywhere because the salary cap's not real. Dan just <laughs> just
1: had to get that in there just, I, I will say that is the one thing in terms of the Poyer contract and when that gets done and that I think could because if I were Poyer and I saw the bills do the, make a move and act if, if they were to sign Beckham I'd be like really it, it would kind of be like a And Poyer is a team guy yeah, I don't, don't want to make him
2: sound this way no he is a but, team guy, but just but, like
1: a personal standpoint I would I personally would feel some type of way about. Yeah,
2: it. Yeah. Because they're probably talking about where they are and and his value to the team is, nice. I think at the moment it's massive.
1: I mean, you talk about leverage in a contract too. Like should. Right. Yeah. But yeah,
2: I don't know. I see it. We've seen it every day. Again, I think it's coming. I hope it is for Poyer, but we'll see. Yeah,
1: I agree. Okay. Well, this was fun uh, for Dan and Mike, I am Jenna. Thank you for listening to the audio only version of this Buffalo plus podcast presented by Connors and Ferris. Please be sure to like comment and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast, as well as if you could leave us a review, That also helps to let people know about our podcast and what you enjoy about the content we do. And as always, subscribe to the Buffalo Plus YouTube channel. We've had a lot of great feedback on that. We have a lot of fun with that as well. So we always have our recaps of what went on at practice for a little bit more immediate reaction of what's going on with the Bills. Um, But we always appreciate all the love and support. Thank you so much. We'll catch you next time on Buffalo Plus.